Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are talking lunch boxes, thinking outside of the lunchbox rut. Oftentimes, as we head back into school, we have high expectations of nutritious lunch boxes that our family will be packing all year, and, and after some time, we fall into a rut. I know I do myself. I'm looking for something different to pack and some ideas and inspiration. So today, we are talking to Jillian Fine, founder of Lala Lunchbox and content creator for the Lala Lunchbox Instagram, which if you don't follow her in, on Instagram, do it. The, her, the inspiration there is amazing. Um, so I've known Jillian for a few years now. She has her app and I've kind of followed along in her journey. We love partnering with her. Um, she shares in a similar mission that we have here at Produce for Kids. I'm always excited to see what creative lunch boxes or ideas she's she's sharing um, and then of course using her app which is she'll talk about um, once we start chatting so she is also the mom of three and grew up in a food family and has a real passion for helping develop the mindful eaters of tomorrow let's talk to Jillian Welcome, Jillian. It's great to have you on the show today, especially with school kicking off uh, for schools across the country all month. Uh, We love your Instagram account. Always fun to follow along with you and your creative and amazing lunch boxes. And you're also the creator of a really cool app for families who want to be more thoughtful about lunch. Can you tell us a little bit about you and what inspired you to do what you do? Well, hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I am honored. Um, so yeah, I um, i mean, I guess the biggest inspiration for my job is my family, but I do have a background in UX design and web design. And um, after that career, uh, I went to get my MBA and I, I transitioned into public health on the business side of public health. Mm -hmm. And um, I started working on an app concept about meal planning and lunchbox packing um, for, because of my daughter, she was then going to school full time and needed a packed lunchbox. And it started out as just a little, you know, pet project that she and I did together. And I got just kind of bombarded by other parents, about it. And so I started designing what would become the Lala Lunchbox app um, about eight years ago. And um, at the time, I was pregnant with my second kid. I have three kids. And um, it took a while to build and design the app. And I did all of the user design and the concept myself. And um, Fast forward a few months, my second kid was about nine months old, and we had an accident in the home. My babysitter at the time um, left him on a table unattended, and he rolled off. And um, long story short, I was not given the opportunity to work flexibly at my job in public health um, while I kind of picked up the pieces. My son was totally okay, thank Mm -hmm. goodness. 
I obviously fired my babysitter. But um, yeah, I wasn't given any flexibility in my job. And, um, and so it was, you know, a difficult choice, but an easy one. I quit my job and the, the app project that I had been working on on the side became my full-time focus. And, you know, honestly, I've never looked back. So, um, yeah, shortly after that, I launched the Lala Lunchbox app and it's been quite a ride. I mean, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm doing what I love and the app has been... Um, in the New York Times and in Parents Magazine and in the Washington Post and Martha Stewart and Scholastic. And it's been great. I mean, I really, I can't complain. And it's so funny how sometimes the things that are just crappy in life end up with a, a happy ending, you know. Right. So, yeah, that that's what inspired me. That's you know, and I, f- I have found now having the podcast for a little over a year that so many of the guests that come on, their inspiration is there's a problem, you know, and that's just how we how we solve it. Like they see the need for for this, um, you know, whether it be their other parents or having a similar problem. And that has truly been what has inspired people. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, the, you know, you your family had to deal with that accident but at the same time like you said the universe I think probably pushes us (laughs) um through some things so that we come out on the other side and and you know kind of get to flourish and so that is a wonderful wonderful story and of course very glad that that your son was not injured um so (laughs) all right well so I guess my my next question you kind of answered a little bit of um what inspired you to create the app. Um, now maybe tell us how the app can help families with lunchbox pa- packing headaches. I know many of us, especially now heading back into back to school, are, are thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go back and down this path. Yeah. So, I mean, the original inspiration came because my daughter, as I said, needed a packed lunch. And um, I grew up in a food house. My mom is a food writer and um, a cookbook author, and she ran a cooking school when I was little. So food is like in my blood. So cool. Um, When I was sending my daughter off to school for the first time, I wanted her to have, of course, a balanced, healthy lunch, but I also wanted her to have some choice in the matter and a voice in what she ate. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like when you go out to a restaurant, you know, do you want someone ordering for you? Right, exactly. Probably not, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, part of the concept behind it was offering my child a voice in what she ate. And what I found was that, you know, even before I built the app, we had a system on paper that did exactly what the app does. And what I found was that she felt really empowered and independent having a voice in her lunch. And of course, all of the choices that she was offered were curated by me. So as the parent, I always retained 100% control over what was available to her. And she chose from that. So there's a division of responsibility built in there. And what I found with the app and building the app was that it's it's a very visual environment. And um, 
it also helped at that point with my daughter's emerging reading skills. So, um, you know, how can it help families with lunch packing headaches? You know, frankly, it's it's just a very visual way to get kids involved in what they're they're eating and to get them excited about it. And study after study has shown that when kids have a voice in what they eat, that empowerment translates into less food waste and more general excitement to, you know, move past a comfort zone of what you're eating. So, you know, when I've talked to dietitians and pediatricians along the way, what I've heard, and, you know, it's very validating, frankly, is that um, that kind of empowerment and visual variety helps get kids out of a picky eating rut. So, um, you know, I absolutely think that that giving kids the power and the voice and the independence um, can help with a variety of things. And, you know, as a side note, it definitely takes the pressure off of parents to reinvent the wheel day after day, right? Like parents feel this pressure to make a great lunch every day. And sometimes their kids want the same thing like several times a week and Mine, you know, mine does. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those <laughs> where I keep thinking, I'm, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. I keep giving her the same thing, but it's exactly what she wants. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I'm not a I'm not a dietitian, um, but I as long as it's balanced and your kid is getting, you know, an overall plethora of vitamins and nutrients from the food that he or she is eating, Um <laughs> You know, I don't I don't see any problem in repetition. I think sometimes parents feel bored with the lunches that they're packing themselves for their kids, <laughs> but the kids aren't necessarily bored. Right. Right. So, um, you know, I think that I think that involving the kids in the process takes some of the pressure off of parents. And um, it helps kids be more involved in the process. And look, I mean, I'm. I'm on a path to help grow the next generation of healthy eaters. And, you know, I'm doing it with very simple, straightforward, fun technology. But, um, you know, I think that the goal in packing lunch and packing, you know, any meal, really feeding any meal is to help kind of broaden the horizons for kids and their eating habits. And, you know, this is one way to achieve that. Well, and I think to parents, you know, it's always a, a worry or concern, you know, are my kids actually eating the lunch? You know, you hear these stories from teachers who, you know, work or, or in the cafeterias and it's like, oh my gosh, if you could just see the amount of food that these kids are, are putting into the trash, you know, so it's like, okay, you you need to have energy and brain power all day, but if you're tossing your lunch, so I think, um, you know, truly empowering them to be a part of that process is really a great way to ensure that they're eating it and you know even like I mentioned my my youngest daughter who's a little more selective um she um like she'll make her salsa at the beginning of the week she likes which is kind of funny but she the eight-year-old makes her salsa but she loves it it's one of her things it's like one of her you know things that she'll take in her lunch with her whole grain chips and 
pack it up and I know she's going to eat it. And because she had a hand in making it, you know, she's proud of it. Her teacher, Absolutely. Um, she came home and said, my teacher um, wants to try my salsa. And she made her a jar of it and took it to her. So I felt like, all right, you know, this is, that's a cool thing when, she, you know, and I guess end, end goal, like you said, creating the next generation of healthy eaters is to keep introducing things to the kids and keep empowering them so that then when they are out on their own, they can continue, you know, do the same thing for their kids and be able to function, right? <laughs> function Absolutely. outside of our, our houses. <laughs> not, Absolutely. Not to resort to the fast food, um, you know, thing once they get out and about. So, um, well, awesome. So we here at Produce for Kids, we are always so inspired by your beautiful lunch boxes on Instagram. How do you come up with these creative ideas and how can busy parents infuse a little creativity in their own lunch boxes from time to time? Well, I mean, I'm touched. Thank you so much. <laughs> I I actually, I really love packing lunches. I mean, it, which is a good thing because I I do three a day, <laughs> every day. Right. Um, you know, but I think that creativity comes from all around, right? I'm, I'm always open to inspiration and, you know, thanks to social media and just a visual onslaught of, you know, ideas everywhere. The inspiration really never ends. Um, I mean, I happen to love grocery shopping. I love doing it by myself. I browse the aisles really slowly and um, ideas just kind of pop into my head. And um, I, you know, I love food. I love experimenting. And um, my kids are kind of willing guinea pigs. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not I'm not sure I ever gave them a choice about it. Right. But, um, you know, this is how this is how life has evolved in my in my house. And, you know, when something works for at, for my house and I've you know done it a few times, I love to share those healthy recipes. And, you know, sometimes they're not exactly healthy. Like I just I just posted a s'mores brownie recipe and there's mm. definitely nothing healthy about that but um hey it's all about you know, the balance right balance yeah <laughs> you know i live in moderation land yes. and um i think it's you know just as like a little tangent um i do often get questions about dessert and snacks in the lunchbox and um i do pack snacks and dessert in my lunchbox and they're usually really small they're not every day, but they're frequent. Um, you know, sometimes that looks like a few chocolate chips and sometimes I was just going to you know, say, I do, I do a couple chocolate chips usually in the girls' lunches and it, it really, I mean, they love it. They'll eat, they'll gobble up everything, all the healthy stuff in the lunchbox, but they love those just couple chocolate chips. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, um, I, I feel like, this is always a touchy subject, of course, and people have very strong opinions about it. And I would never presume to have the answer for every family. In my family, it works because it takes sweets off of the pedestal. So when I include something small and sweet, I'm not giving it as or packing it as a reward for eating a lunch. Like, why well, don't use food as a reward you know, or a punishment in any way. But um, I definitely do pack some sweet stuff because, um, 
you know, this is just real life in my house. And I do try to live in moderation land. And, um, you know, it's funny, like my kids still are asking for dessert <laughs> all the time. Like it hasn't desensitized them completely against the allure of dessert, but it does help make them feel, um, you know, part of the conversation when they have something snacky in their lunch. And mm -hmm. um, I feel like as long as um, they're eating healthfully as a whole, I'm okay with this. So, you know, touchy subject, but I went there. It can be. No, I love it because I do think that it is important to kind of have that balance and understand balance, again, end goal <laughs> when they're out of our, our homes someday, that they understand moderation and balance and, and can enjoy those, you know, special treats or whatever it might be, but understand that that's not you know, it can't be all your meals <laughs> all day. Right. Um, I mean, so it, so in the app, um, you can pack, you can choose the number of items, the maximum and minimum that, that you want your kids to pack. And the minimum that you can choose is one and the maximum is eight. And I did a ton of research on this beforehand. I went into lunchrooms and I was looking at how many items kids had generally in their lunchbox. And that's how I came to the number of one to eight. And sometimes I get questions about, you know, how come you don't limit the number of um, snacks in the in the lunchbox or how come you don't put limits on the number of fruits that you can add and that's a very intentional design feature so you know there there's so many ways that we can talk about about food at home right and and one of them is by by talking about how it might make your body feel mm -hmm. or how you might make it through the day if all you ate was cookies. Right? right. So if a kid is using the app and packs, you know, six cookies and nothing else, well, you know, the grocery list goes right to the parent. So what, what we've done very intentionally is put in a channel of communication about, you know, how might that make you feel? if you only ate six cookies for lunch. So, you know, we're providing um, an area for families to talk about these kinds of issues intentionally by not setting any limits and by not imposing our own sense of, you know, you need to have a vegetable or, you know, you right. don't need to have, if that's not what works in your house, that's not what's going to work in your house. And, if, you know, it's not for me to say. It's a teaching moment and a talking moment for each family. That's great. Well, bef before I move on to the next question, while we're, we're on the app, I did want to ask you about the feature that you, we kind of talked a little bit before we started recording today about allergies. Because I know that is a topic that, you know, parents are are really reaching out to us at produce for kids about all of the allergies and even if their kids aren't aren't dealing with an allergy but are required to pack a certain lunch or not include something and so it's a question we get all the time so i did want you to touch on um though that um ability in the app yeah sure so i have anaphylaxis to fish and nuts and when I was growing up, I was the only person I knew who had allergies like that. And um, 
it formed me in many ways and I'm grateful to it in many ways. And, you know, I resent it and I think it's crappy Mm -hmm. (laughs) in many ways also, but, um, you know, what I've done in the app is create, so the app is free to download the lunchbox app. And within that you can purchase separate libraries. We have nut free and dairy free, gluten free and vegetarian and kosher. And, um, you know, those are available with, more ideas for families. I completely understand the need for allergic kids to have an extra level of empowerment over the food that they're eating. There's definitely an added layer of awareness that they have to have about the food that goes into their bodies. And um, that's why we've made it available. I will be updating those bundles and including even more ideas in the near future. So stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, I mean, even kids who eat nuts at home, for example, might go to a nut-free school. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's even more reason why you should be like tuning into ideas on Instagram or, you know, on Pinterest, wherever you get it, or in the Lala Lunchbox app. You know, there's nut-free ideas or gluten-free ideas in so many places. So, you know, I feel bad that that the rate of allergies has risen so dramatically in the last several decades, but I'm grateful that there's such a vibrant community of folks who are sharing their experiences and their ideas with others. It is. It's great. Um, my daughter last year had a friend who has a, a nut allergy and um, they have a table. It's the nut-free table where um, those kids sit. And so um, my daughter said, "I she's allowed to pick a friend but to sit with her, but I have to, my lunchbox has to be nut-free. And she already has, you know, limited choices in her um, kind of uh, list of things that she'd like to take in her lunch. But one of those things that she would eat was peanut butter, peanut butter with apple slices or a peanut butter sandwich. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is really going to put a wrench in my, (laughs) in my weekly um, plan of lunchboxes. And I mean, it, it ended up being fine. We found some new things that she liked and she was willing to sacrifice her peanut butter because she wanted to sit with her friend and, and the mom um, reached out to me several months later and said, I just want to thank you um, for, you know, accommodating her, Charlie's, my daughter's lunchbox so that she could sit with my daughter at the nut free table. And I, I didn't even think about it, but it meant so much to this mom, you know, that, that we were able to do that. And so I just thought, wow, that was like a, a kind of a lesson right there. I hadn't thought, really thought about, but really, really, awesome to, you know, have the resources out there that we were able to kind of reconfigure. And it, it wasn't as hard or stressful as I thought it was going to be trying to work around the nuts. Yeah, I mean, the the social pressure of allergy kids is real. And, um, you know, I all of my, my lunch boxes are always nut free, like I can't even have them in my house. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, my mom always said like the, the houses that I would go to for play dates who, you know, accommodated everything that I needed. Um, she was so grateful for that. So, um, 
you know, I, I completely understand. And, yeah. and there's a nut free table at my kid's school too. I sometimes wonder if it's enough. You right. Know, but- I, I know. When I when right. I said the nut free table, I was like, "Wow, I just said that." And it sounds like they're kind of like exiled from society or, or something. Um, well, ha- actually, you know, depending on the size of the lunchroom and like uh, for me, you know, the height of the ceilings and like the ventilation or whatever, it's sometimes not enough. Not enough, right? Right. Yeah. Like I can't go. I can't go to a sushi restaurant and just order non fish items because the fish is really everywhere. Yes. So. <laughs> You know, um, I think a nut-free table as a concept is wonderful, um, and I, I my my hope is that it works for everyone. Right. Well, so my next question, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we'll, we'll talk about it. So we all get in a rut sometimes with what we pack, and often turning to those tried and true lunches, the PB and J, or you know, just the typical things you would think of in the lunchbox. Um, so I talked a little bit about my youngest. So she has a limited selection of what she'll eat. Um, so what are some ways we can think outside of the box, no pun intended, I guess, <laughs> and try something new with lunch boxes? Or do we really need to? Like we had just talked about, you know, if, if it's working and it's nutritious, do we need to? You know, is it just our own pressure that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? I think... I think if it's working and it's nutritious, then go with it. But I always think that there's a benefit to getting kids involved and being open to new ideas visually. So, you know, maybe that's like browsing Instagram with your kids and bookmarking things that catch their interest. You know, maybe that's inviting kids into the kitchen and having them help you with something new and getting them interested in in trying it. And, you know, that will translate into packing something new for lunch. Yeah, that's a good idea. I feel like um, my daughter, what works is if I just... I keep things the same, but I change one thing or I add one thing extra that I have to be okay with knowing this may get thrown away, you know, or, or talking about it before, like, oh, we're going to try adding this to the lunchbox. And it's okay if you don't like it or if you do, that's great. But, you know, let's see how that works. And so I think when they feel comfortable with the majority of what's there and then there's instead of something completely new, um, I know that that has worked really well for us. My older daughter will eat anything that I give to her. So <laughs> I, I don't really have to think, I don't have to think but, too much with her, but <laughs> I mean, that's super lucky. So I have three kids and they all, I mean, they all eat differently, right? I have one kid who is like your older kid and yeah. she's, you know, big, bold flavors. Like yes, I literally made a jar of pickled onions the other day. And I mean, she loves pickled onions, but, um, she went and got herself like a mini bowl of it and like straight up mm-hmm. ate pickled onions. Oh my gosh. They would, if they lived near each other, our oldest, they would be best friends. They would eat all the pickled onions together. So, so this is actually my youngest. My youngest uh-huh. will eat literally anything that I put in front of her. And it's, it's like eye opening. Right. And I have, I have one kid who's a little more selective. I definitely would not use the word picky because there's so much stigma attached to I that. I try not to either. But, then then you know, they like latch on to it like, oh, I'm a picky eater. 
I don't eat yeah. that, you know? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to attach ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I have, um, so you know how you can save posts on Instagram mm-hmm. with that little flag? Yes. So I actually, um, I have separate folders for my kids. And if we're browsing together and I save one, I'll save one. You know, if I'm if I'm browsing with one kid, I'll save it to a you know her folder or to his folder or That's whatever. That's a great idea. So that then I can go back and see. You know, they're usually dinner ideas, frankly. Um, but those can often translate into leftovers for the lunchbox. But, right. You know, I can't please everyone every meal, and so it's <laughs> good to know. It's good to know. You know, this kid is really into X Y Z. And, you know, I'll, I'll put that together one day. And so, you know, bookmarking with separate folders is a system that works beautifully for me. That's a great idea. Um, Cause I know a lot of us have Instagram and even if you have younger kids who, who may not have their own, but going through together and bookmarking those, I let um, my daughters um, will sometimes look on the produce for kids feed and I'll tell them like, Oh, if you see something you like, you know, show it to me so that I can, I can kind of see or call it out or give it a double, give it a double tap (laughs) Um, if you like it. So that's, that's been good. And then uh, my oldest loves Pinterest. She's like crafts and she just loves looking at, you know, different things on there. So she'll go through and make a board, you know, she makes the different boards and she'll add things to her boards and then I can, I I have access to them. So then I'll look at them and say, oh, okay. So I definitely think those are, that's a great way to kind of understand. Cause even if I see like, oh, that's interesting that she liked this. So maybe I shall like, you know, this Indian dish or what, you know what I mean? I can kind of translate it like, Oh, I think she's kind of in that zone. So it might open the door for some other things too. So exactly. Um, so before we close out, I'm, I'm going to go there with this one. Um, so sometimes we catch a little flack when we post creative lunch boxes on our social media outlets. Um, we, you know, we get parents saying, you know, who has time for that? Or we shouldn't have to cut a sandwich in a shape of a rainbow or a fish for our kids to eat it. They should just eat the food. Um, you know, for me, I enjoy it. And it really doesn't take me a lot of extra time. And I love bento boxes. You know, bento boxes are easier to me than packing separate, like, you know, items in a lunchbox so I don't know what are your thoughts when you you probably hear sometimes like well who has time for that well I mean I have to say honestly um I don't get that kind of feedback from my followers um I've heard it for sure I read it and you know inevitably there's a back to school article every year where people (laughs) comment about it and you know it blows up and whatever um my the people who follow me on social media have been nothing but delightful um and and there is no lunch packing shaming going on um but i have to say you know if if you don't want to cut a sandwich into a rainbow tea you know for your kids to eat it and don't do it right you know <laughs> um if you don't like to see you know I, I happen not to use a lot of cookie cutters just because i my lunch boxes do other things but i have I have love for them, you right. know. I can't please everyone, and um, you know, I 
frankly, I just don't have time for that kind of negativity. Um, personally, I love to make food and eating something that's delightful for my kids. And that means visually for me too. And, you know, for us eating, uh, we eat with our eyes and, um, you know, I'm often putting together a snack board or a breakfast board or, you know, even outside of the lunch boxes, it's a creative outlet for me to make food look pretty before we eat it. Yes. And, um, that, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with how I'm packing my lunches. So, you know, it for me, it doesn't take a load of time. And again, you know, I'm packing three lunches a day. Um, so I don't have a lot of time. I'm a working mom. And, you know, I, I guess I just assume that if people don't like to see that, then they won't follow me. You know, right. I can't be every, everything to everyone. And um, I'm okay with that. Yes, I feel like that that's what it is. And I too, like you said, it's a creative outlet. I share in that thought as well that, you know, it's fun. It's fun for me. And I love that bento boxes are popular because, you know, they kind of emulate the snack boards, which I also love, you know, a little bit of, of everything kind of spread out and, and call it a day. So I love it. Um, well, thank you for joining us today. I feel like we've covered off on a lot of, of good tips and topics for back to school um, and lots of good ideas for families. So before we close things out, can you tell listeners where they can find and connect with you and any more information on the app that you want to share? Because I know people will be, be itching to download that as well. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Amanda. I'm I'm truly, Aww. I'm honored. Well, I feel, you know, we've we've known you for a long time now. So it's wonderful that we, I, you know, I, I just enjoy talking to you so much. So it's great to have you on the podcast, being able to share with everybody listening all the wonderful things you're doing. Well, thank you. Um, so, so iOS users, so that means like iPhone, iPad, and iTouch, um, you can download the app for free on iTunes and um, you can find my website at lalalunchbox.com. I often share recipes there. And of course you can find me on social media at lalalunchbox and specifically on Instagram, I'm sharing um, healthy lunchbox ideas and um, DIY meal ideas and platter ideas and whatnot um, for families really really regularly. Um, so I hope that you can find me there. Wonderful. And we will definitely link up in the show notes to all of your outlets. So if you didn't catch that or didn't take notes, <laughs> it's always all the links are always in the show notes and you can go there and grab them. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for listening today. We have a lot going on right now at Produce for Kids. Our Power Your Lunchbox program kicked off this week. So be sure to head to PowerYourLunchbox.com to snag all of your lunchbox ideas for back to school. All of these ideas are approved by our registered dietitian. So they already have that stamp of approval. And most have been tested by our families. Um, my kids in particular have taken a lot of those lunch boxes um, and so they are tested for you and kid approved 
And we'd love to see your lunch boxes, whether they're yours, your kids, whoever they might be. So don't forget to use the Power Your Lunchbox hashtag. By using that, you'll be entered to win fun lunchbox items like bento boxes, containers, thermoses, and more um, through September 22nd. So that's fun. We're going to be giving away a lot of great things to make packing lunches easier. And you can also um, grab some extra entries by tagging a friend on and liking the prize posts on Instagram. So there are a couple of different ways to to win. Um, and then we are giving away an Echo Show, which I have one that I love, um, on PowerYourLunchbox.com. So we'll link up to all of this in the show notes. Um, if it seems like a lot, just head over to the show notes or just go to PowerYourLunchbox.com. We have all of the information over there. And then all of our podcast episodes during Power Your Lunchbox will be back to school focused. So make sure if you have not subscribed already, be sure to do that so you don't miss out. We do release a new episode every other Friday, tried and true. Um, so you'll you'll most likely just get an alert whenever we release our new episodes and you can stay up to date. Um, we also have our new Facebook group, Going Strong Healthy Family Project over on Facebook. And I'm in that group. Um, and then if you just send a request, if you go onto Facebook and send a request to us, we'll add you into the group as well. And remember, if you like Healthy Family Project, tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to grow and spread the message of creating a healthier generation. If you want to tweet with me direct, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.